Uh, g'day everyone and welcome to the Giddy Up Podcast. Podcast. My name is JT and of course I'm joined by triple champion, world champion, Paralympian, sprinter, dad, book writer, author, you name it, everything, Mr Donny Elgin. Welcome Don. Uh, JT's been on the piss all day by the sounds of that. Mate. Hello mate, how are you? Well it's funny you mentioned today Donny because one of the things I was doing today mate was I was actually down uh, watching just a, a bit of a local, uh, local footy game mate. Would you know anything about that? Mate, I do. I know a lot about local footy, and local footy is a great place to be. Even better watching than playing, especially <laughs> when you've got very, very ordinary form and haven't done anything for 20 years. But, mate, it was uh, – geez, it was good to be back, JT. I cannot wait for you to come out and, uh, and join me, mate. So, <laughs> well, it just so, just so happens, Donnie, that I may have just got down there today, and Nat and I did uh, just uh, throw in the, uh, throw in the, the wet weather gear, and we didn't know what was we were in for today. We went down at Dingley and uh, – just pulled up at the ground, big crowd there in anticipation of round one. And uh, tell you what, we just saw some pretty interesting football, man. Interesting is a very polite way to describe what <laughs> happened out there today, JT. I tell you what, the uh, I, there was two prerequisites that I had for me going into today's game. One was to attempt to get a kick and the other one was to not have my leg get stuck in the mud. And fortunately, it didn't piss down rain last night, so the ground was like carpet, so... Number two got achieved, no leg in mud. <laughs> How did you have the kicks, mate? What were the, what were the we'll, stats for today? We're going to have another crack at that one for next week. So I did shepherd, well, that's what I'm calling it, when I fell over and the ball <laughs> went through for a goal. So I was bloody wrapped with that. Well, that's your goal, clearly, yeah. Oh, it was without that. I might as well have kicked it. And uh, and when they come around and said, good shepherd, Donnie, I thought, geez, I bloody got good teammates. That's what I saw right there. Very polite. And the... um. The, the tackle, mate, there was a chance there. There was two options, right? There was one where I, I had a crack it. at tackling this bloke, and it was nice. It was really nice to be like Superman and yeah. just be swung around like a ragdoll. <laughs> this guy was huge, but it was bloody great, mate. And the other one was I was down in the uh, plug forward pocket on and off the bench, and then I seen the, the ball was coming, got the bounce, and I, I had the hand up there, and I'd already envisaged that goal line was clear. There was no one there. I was like, this is going to be bloody amazing, and the celebrations are going to be awesome. And then I had it spent before I got the ball, JT. I never touched the bloody thing, and I was like, oh, shit, reload and go again. Well, the good news is, Donnie, I've got some of that on video and some photos, which we'll oh, be dear. sharing on next week's episode. Might just drop a few out on our uh, Giddy Up podcast Facebook page as well. So if you want to see some shots or some video of Donnie in, and I say the word action lightly, uh, <laughs> tune in. <laughs> it was some type of action. I don't know what – it wasn't good. Anyway, no, no, JT, one thing is for sure, mate, the, the thing I love the most about the over-45s is we train every Wednesday and play every second week. And after today, I now understand why we need that extra <laughs> week in between. Mate, I bet. Well, look, all credit to you in all seriousness. Uh, I think it's bloody awesome, mate, that you haven't played a game for, what, 20 years or something. And uh, you, you're there with uh, one leg, mate. You're out there showing all these other blokes how to actually get out there and have a crack. So it was actually very inspiring, mate, to get to see you down there. I was getting a little bit jealous, a bit of itchy feet wanting to run out. So uh, well done, mate. And you survived and uh, you live to uh, go in around two, no doubt. Mate, the, the most important thing is we're here right now, JT, for the Giddy Up podcast. And I'm, I'm bloody pumped. And I tell you what, I will be doing some of my best work to try and get you into our team at any point you're ready, mate. I, oh. I couldn't think of a better... Uh, a better option than to run around with some genuine mates. I mean, you learn, you meet a lot of people along the way, but, you know, being able to go out there with your mates and you see some of these friendships that have been 
you know, from little tackers and they're still doing it. So how good would that be? So mate, it'd be, we'll, uh, it'd be awesome fun. You got to get that past the boss first, mate. So uh, still carrying that neck injury, which uh, <laughs> could, could be uh, could be career ending. I'm being told, oh, but in, necks you, are ne- overrated, mate. You, you never know. Well, that's right. Who, who needs them, right? So um, now it's all about uh, tonight's show, or if you're just listening on the podcast, oh, all about this too. show. It is a big show. So we've got a couple of uh, well, we've got a live cross with Nan again, the health whisperer, in to give us. Uh, well, she's going to give us uh, three tips on weight loss, which we know something we could all probably do with a little bit of help. Yeah, but Donnie, she's it. also going to a bit of a comeback because I know a couple of Ooh. weeks ago you sort of raised a, you know, a little meme that was going around about, oh, who cares, you know, the inventor of this did that and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes. Yeah, I well, I told you it's, yeah, it's going to come back at you in spades. So, uh, and, of course, we've got uh, Mick Duffy from the Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company. We had a competition oh. a few weeks back. Uh, where we got our listeners to send in some legendary family stories. And uh, yes, well, Mick mate. has got a winner, so he's going to be in... Uh, has he? Oh, I'm looking forward to hearing that. That's he's going to read it out to us a little bit later on. So it's a big show, but uh, like we always do, we start off with the uh, the weird, wacky and wonderful segment. Let's get into it. Weird, wonderful and wacky. Ah, oh, there we go. We've got a new little intro. Like that one, Donnie? Just like the Look screen changing? Look at that. It's a bit fancy mm-hmm. oh, it. like you've been uh, having a bit too much time in your hands. what happens when I get too much time. It's exactly right. Now, Donnie, um, there was been reports uh, overseas. We, we love bringing everyone some news, uh, weird, wacky, wonderful stuff all weird over shit. the world. And, uh, yeah. well, there was some weird shit because uh, animal welfare officers were called to reports of, I quote, a mysterious headless beast that was hanging uh. in a tree. Oh, no. Now that sounds quite scary, but this is There's genuinely some true. Out there, I know this is this is a true story because we wouldn't pull pull the wool over our listeners no, here. No, that's not our way. No, this was in Poland, Donny, um, and you know they have scary, a lot of scary uh, things over there. Now the unnamed resident thought she said it might have been an iguana. However, the iguana theory was quickly disproven by officials as the weather in Poland is too cold for the reptiles to survive outside. Then they thought, well, maybe it could be an unidentified animal that was a lost pest, wandered off to uh, just due to boredom. Then they thought, well, maybe the animal's been neglected. But you know, this this lady, she was bloody scared, and um, her, literally her voice seems to be growing hysterical as she was reporting uh, this this scary animal. And and Donnie, you'd be pleased to know because we always like to bring footage for our our listeners oh, here. I've got I've got no 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 no. It is it's it's scary. I just heads up though. So um, if you if you. Apologies if you're listening to the podcast, but we'll describe it for you because you're going to get the joke regardless, I promise. Oh, right. Here is this um, very dangerous animal that you can see lurking in the trees just outside this lady's window. Now, <laughs> now I know you're thinking, what the hell could that be? This, again, quote, mysterious headless beast. So finally, after days of just this resident not too scared to go out of her own house, um, the they, they actually get up there, the, the investigators get there, and, well, Donnie, guess what it was? I'm I'm bloody not sure, JT. I'm look. I can't tell. What was that? It was a croissant. <laughs> it oh, was. See that she wouldn't have just a croissant, my friend. Just a croissant. Known what a croissant yeah. was. Just, Colin, just a croissant really? that had actually fallen oh. off the uh, upstairs, and uh, <laughs> it was just a croissant that had landed yeah. in the tree. But uh, anyway, it uh, well, it got everyone very scared for a few days. So that's the kind of scary stuff we like to bring our listeners here on the uh, Giddy Up podcast. Now we we do all, all often bring animal stories in here because you know, as you know, I'm a bit of a, well, an animal lover, as as, as you know, yes, and. Um, you are. Well, sad to report, Donnie, that uh, the world's longest rabbit has what, been measured in length. Yeah, has been reported missing. 
Poor little oh. Darius um, has gone. Whoops, wrong one. Um, poor, poor little Darius has gone missing. And um, now Darius is um, he's a grey brown rabbit. He's 129 centimeters long at full stretch. Now, for those listening, no, that's over a meter. It's three foot, four foot. Jeez. That's a so pretty those long. Those ears are about a foot and a half oh, each that's other. That's right. So Darius holds the uh, the Guinness World Records for the world's longest rabbit, and they typically weigh around seven to nine kilos. But unfortunately. He'd been stolen from his home in England. Now, we don't like it when animals get stolen, but the, the owner, as you could imagine, I mean, this is a world record holder. She was quite distressed that Darius, yeah. as a pet as well, of course, had gone oh, missing. Yeah, yeah. So she put up a reward. She said £1,000 for anyone that can come up with this. But unfortunately, nothing was happening. So she said, you know what, screw this, I'm doubling it. £2,000. You know, that's about three grand Aussie um, to find the, uh, find the rabbit. And... Well, Donnie, you know, you sort of go, well, did we find it or did we not find it? Because, you know, we prepare for yeah. this show in days in advance and you thought, well, <laughs> oh, oh, good good news, Donnie. Um, yes. Re- reports are coming through that it, the uh, the rabbit has been found. I've got a shot here of the uh, the missing <laughs> rabbit. Um, oh, that, that's funny, rabbits. That's oh, a, you're going to need a bigger uh, pop whoops. if you want to use Darius. Apologies, wrong, wrong, uh, wrong clip there. Um, well, looks like we're, they're still looking for the uh, the rabbit. So if anyone has seen oh, Darius uh, out there, please uh, just write into the Giddy Up podcast and we'll pass on the message. Oh, I'm uh, tipping they'll be writing in after that, JT. The bloody <laughs> animal. Actually, you're the biggest animal welfare lover on the planet. So the fact that you even did that, I'm quite impressed. By uh, hey, JT. Waiting for the uh, comments to come in, yeah. Uh, i tell you what I'm, I'm very mindful of is it's not that far from Easter and I'm just wondering mm. if um, if Darius is still on the job like cutting a lap around the mm. Good maybe point. there's a uh, an option so just keep that up your sleeve Darius yeah. might be out there uh, it's a very, very good point. Now, Donnie, I know you come from a pretty large family. The Elgins seem to have just oh. populated bloody everywhere. We, we, yeah, anywhere you go, you run into an Elgin or a relative of a bloody uh, Elgin somewhere. Too, yeah. well, yes. well, Donnie, I don't well, know how you, you feel about this. More, well, no, well, not, not really, but I just wanted to put this to you because, as you know, I'm, I'm only child adopted and you know, I've got a couple of yes, stepbrothers and, and a couple of half-brothers and JT. bloody yeah. long story, wasn't it? But, um, yeah. but uh, well, it turns out that in New York, Donnie, a parent yes, is trying thing. to seek the okay to marry their, I've got to say it out loud, their own adult child. Oh, JT, <laughs> you're kidding me. There's bloody already laws stopping that shit. So, A New Yorker wants to marry their own adult offspring and he's suing to overturn the laws barring the incestuous practice, calling it a matter of individual autonomy. Ah, this is society flying, JT. <laughs> this is where, this is, you know what, where problems like this exist, JT, is when the capital punishment has been over, like overturned. We, this is what's wrong. We can't shoot people like that when we should legally be able to just take, that is just wrong, every shade of wrong, JT. Buddy, where did you find that? Hey, we we get we can't reveal all our sources, Donnie, but it's genuinely true. It was in the news. Uh, it was reported. No, um, I thought it was going to be in like some bullshit website, but that's legit. No, no, it's actually legit. And uh, the parents want to walk down the aisle. No, no, uh, and they're asking a judge to declare the laws unconstitutional and unenforceable in their court. In their blah blah. In their case, the lawsuit dubs PAACNP, which stands for Parent and Adult Child Non Procreational Couples. Who knew it was such a thing? It? 
So Isn't it's a, it's it a, a crazy look. thought that we can change the name of cheese because <laughs> it offends people. Yeah, we get shit like that that actually gets oxygen, and we go, uh, oh no, that that's probably going to be okay. Well, it is a third degree felony under New York law, punishable up to four years behind bars. So he it, it, should it, be able to shoot him. So there you go. Now, um, Donnie, onto something much lighter. Um, you know, are you, are you one of those people that bite your fingernails? You get a little bit nervous and you bite your fingernails. You, JT, you... Oh, mate, I was born without a thumb and stuff <laughs> or fingers. How you reckon I'm going, mate? Yeah, no, every now and then I. Yeah. Every now and then have a little bit of a munch. Well, you got to respect people that sometimes just go. You know what? Um, they they just go. You know what? I'm just not going to cut them. I wonder how long I could grow my fingernails. Now I don't know if that's a thought that's ever crossed Wait, your mind. Did, did you say you got to respect them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I no, respect this. I don't know. Respect comes to mind. When I think about <laughs> nail growers, but anyway, give it a shot. What? Well, no. I, I just want to introduce to you and to our listeners Ayana Williams because she has finally cut her fingernails, Johnny, after thirty years. Thirty? Oh, thirty years. She broke the world record, and her the world record now. Her fingernails were five hundred combined. 576 centimetres, 5.7 metres long of fingernails. I get a bit concerned when there's a, holy crap, Batman, have a look at that. Well, you can't if you're listening on the podcast, Donnie, but if you're watching, you'd be able to see that. uh, (laughs) That's exactly right. Right, Now, describe this. There's a a witch on our screen with... (laughs) Nails longer than uh, it just looks ridiculously wrong, but anyway, just Google search long nails and you'll probably find her and a few of her mates. I'm sure her hands are um, uh, fantastic for massage and all the really intimate pleasures of life, too. JT, imagine, imagine how inconvenient just anything cooking, anything yeah. how inconvenient that must be. And she's done it for 30 years. I mean, mm. oh, I don't know about inconvenient, JT. I think it's a bit deliberate. Oh, sorry, I can't wash the dishes. Uh, I've got five meter long body. Nails. Is that how? Um, is that how you get out break. of it? Uh, I mean, one of the things we love on here is is interacting with our listeners. And if you if you're just listening oh. to the podcast, you don't see some of the comments. But I love a, a good one by Paul Watt who just says, "Well, how the hell does she pick her nose?" It's a great question, Paul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about all the people, all the help you would get. Like, has she got kids? I don't, I don't want to know. I think we've spent enough time on this one already, Donnie, quite frankly, because, right. yeah, weird. Um, but that's what this show is all about. Well, that's what you do, mate, yeah. No, and wiping your bum. Go there, JT. I, wouldn't, I would not want to go there at all. Now, um, Donnie, uh, you know when the time comes, and sadly, you know, we all face that end of life at some point, and, and a lot of people have wishes, and they say, you know what, when I go out, I want to be cremated, you know, or yes. no, I'd love to be buried, please, or, you know, I want my ashes spread amongst the, the roses or you know, scattered like in the ocean. Donny or something. Or, or yes. yeah, leave all my fortunes to the Olgan clan or those That's sorts it. of wishes, right? That, yep. But have you, enough. have you ever given any thought to the type of coffin that you would like to be buried in? Well... That's assuming we're getting buried, JT. Well, even if you're getting up, cremated, you're normally put yeah. into a coffin when you go into the oven and they, well, they do what they've got to do. I'll tell you what, I'll be really pissed if we don't at least hire that one. But no, I, I haven't. Like, I'm hoping it'll be cheap as shit for me, like pine and don't even worry about the handles. Just get on the trolley. No, I, I'm no bells and whistles for me, JT. Mm. I'd like it just straight in, cheap as we can get. Don't give the money to the... That mob, like, piss it up the wall, I say. Don't, no. What have you thought of? Have you? Well, you know, it's something I'd never really given a lot of thought to, but there's a guy in New Zealand uh, by the name of uh, Ross uh, Hall 
And um, yeah, now Ross has decided. He said, you know, he's launched a business called Dying Art, which, funnily enough, builds custom-built colourful coffins. Because he said it's about time to revolutionise this industry. Well, these boring wood bloody coffins are all boring. We're all sad. And why don't we have a little bit of a laugh or have a bit of a fun or respect the final wishes? So... Uh, his cousin died, and um, well, when they uh, took the coffin out, um, <laughs> loaded the? it in, he came out <laughs> as a giant cream donut, and that was <laughs> that is gold. I, re- I take back my bloody bullshit pine. I want what? What is that, JT? That is a giant cream donut, and that's what he wanted to be uh, to be buried in. It was his oh, final memory, and everyone's mind was at that donut. And Phil, this guy, apparently had an incredible sense of humour. And, you know, for what was a very sad day, obviously, it brought in a, a bit of a laugh. So this guy's actually got a whole business built around uh, designer coffins. And uh, if you're watching on the screen, there's a few up there. They've got favourite holiday destinations. They've got a yacht. Um, people have been buried in things like a fire truck, a chocolate bar, Lego blocks, um, you know, glittering coffins covered in jewels, um, one oh. by the Matrix, you know, all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff. So, you know, I reckon it's... As much as we go, geez, it's morbid and we don't like talking about death, I thought, you know what, I bloody love it. I reckon it's uh, yeah, put a so bit of fun in it. Yep, that's it. Stuff it. I'm com- you got me, you've had me at Hello JT. I'm having a mirror ball, bloody more <laughs> lights. They're actually going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yours will be. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do? JT, I'm going to fill my. I'm going to ask if mine can be filled with some sort of floating gas like helium or something. So it just keeps rising up. Like- <laughs> just, cool, cool. I'll give you the tip. If you're going to put lights in, don't use solar ones, Donnie. Uh, well, I'll leave the cord up. Oh, well, up that's top. true. You could do just leave the cord up top Wouldn't and run it down. You're trying to just sleep, and you finally got there. And the bloody lights keep going <laughs> on every <laughs> night, mate. <laughs> uh, exactly right. Now, speaking of uh, late nights, Donnie, do you like that segue? Um, yes. you know, sometimes no, you just late. you get out on the piss and you're like, geez, I'm feeling a bit under, and geez, I, oh, I need some food. Now, of course, when you're in Australia, what do we go for? Oh, Suvlakis. That's a, a given. Suvlakis. It's, it's, it, it's a given, isn't it? You, you want to go to yeah. you know, a big Suva, smash it yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, you might go to Macca's maybe and smash down a couple of burgers. But you know what? The folks in Germany, because we go everywhere, Donnie, the folks in Germany like to do things a little bit differently. And, uh, well, we got some uh, wind of a booming industry in Germany at the moment. And uh, it's going to surprise you. It is sausage vending machines, Donnie, because people are going out late at night and the shops are closing early. But people still yeah. want their bratwurst. They, they still want their, their barbecue meats. There, yep. So they've got vending yep. machines now where you can just go and grab your meat at, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, grab, take a bit of meat out, go and fry it up, and away she goes. I'm pretty sure people are grabbing their meat long before they get to that vending machine, JT. Is there a little stove in there as well? Or you just got, is it all pre-cooked? No, like? it's just pre, pre-capped. pre You have to heat it up still yourself. So, yeah, we can't do everything for you, Donnie. Hopefully you know. there's a bloody microwave. Actually, if you're out in the piss, who cares? You just you mow that down anyway, don't you? So... That's exactly oh, right. No. So there you go. That was our weird, hey, wonderful JT, and wacky segment. What, yes, Donnie. What about ice cream, JT? What is your favourite mm. ice cream? There's got to be some sort of code for that, surely. Well, it's funny you asked, Donnie, because I thought uh, what we could do in this, this uh, episode is to give people a chance to enter in a competition. If you're listening live, um, you just need to type in your favourite ice cream into the comments and all the comments that go in, your favourite ice cream flavour, uh, and you'll get... 
two spins on the wheel, two spaces on the wheel that we'll be drawing next week. And if you're listening on the podcast, because a lot of people watch this after the live because they're busy watching maths finals and all sorts of stuff, then that's okay. You, you still get a, busy watching that. You still <laughs> you still get a chance too. So <laughs> if you just comment uh, on this on our Facebook page or send it into Messenger or wherever, send us the your favorite ice cream flavor. You've got to put please so we can um, see it later. My favorite ice cream flavor is. Uh, uh, yes, otherwise, no, it'll, it'll make it very, very difficult. Yeah, 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 it'll make it very difficult. Will, yeah. So if you could and just put in what, my favourite ice cream flavour is whatever. JT, before it's bloody outlawed by the political correctness flogs, mm. my favourite ice cream, and even if it is outlawed, is gay time. Bloody love it. So many things I want to say about that, but I'm not going to. And it's not just the ice cream. <laughs> no, seriously, JT, they are the bomb that just – and, you know, I didn't realise, JT – you can actually buy the tin of mm, um, gay time. You can. Oh, when I did learn You can have a gay time that. at home as a takeaway, Donnie. Well, yes, you can, JT. <laughs> I feel like we're just walking that really fine tightrope. <laughs> <laughs> Kick it over. <laughs> right, what are we up to next, JT? Once upon a time, I reckon. Once upon a time. Uh, yes, it is our episode of Once Upon a Time where we go back into history and we look at all the weird and wonderful things that have happened. But, Donnie, I thought this time we'd have a little bit of fun with it because you know, when you're growing up and you think back at your child, I don't know about you, but I just think of some cracking ads that just became oh, yes. part of the language in Australia. And I'm, what's, what's yours that comes to mind when you sort of say, hey, favourite ads? Oh, my head went that way and my like that <laughs> yes, one. Yes, yes. I, I, that little kid, I saw him one year at a, a play centre in Moorabbin and he was there with his mum and I was like, I was just like fanboying him. I just thought, I love this. <laughs> like, he, just legend, mate. But that was just piss funny and the way they just put that together too was just, uh, was awesome. So, um, if we haven't got it, JT, we'll find it and whack that in the, um, in the comments or something. Oh, that's right. We would love to get a bit of a library going yeah. of some of the favourite ads. So if you've got a favourite ad, send it in and I will hunt it down and get it. But I thought I'd share with you one of my favourites from uh, from way back when. See if anyone can remember this one, Donnie. Oh. Jan? Jan? Where's our ad in the Yellow Pages directory? Keep calm. Count to ten. One, two, three, eight, nine, ten. Not happy, Jen! Ah, what a classic, eh? <laughs> oh, mate, I tell you what, that turned into phone ringtones and also, and it's just it, like it's it's transcended time, hasn't it? I mean, already today we we don't bloody flick open the the yellow pages; it's all online, everything now. So, but still, people know that not happy Jan, mate. Oh, I love it. Well done, good pickup, JT. That's it. So, if you've got some favourite ads, make sure you send it in to us, and we will give a favourite ad a run on uh, on next week's episode. So, oh, yeah, uh, that'll be a, yeah. send them in. Great. I do love the one you said though. I do. That was one of my favourites too. Yeah, yeah, yeah was, it just couldn't help. <laughs> feel good when you watch that yeah, one. Yeah, it's exactly right. So um, there's some crackers out there. I won't, I won't name them all. We'll see what our listeners come up with. Uh, very excited yeah. to see what we uh, what we get. Now, um, Donnie, uh, we also have a segment uh, each week where we well, we just highlight some, well, let's face it, dickheads. Dickhead of the week. You suck. 
Now, Donnie, often we've just pointed out single people, right? We've just gone, you know what, you're a flog, mate, and you, we need to put the heat on you. The giddy-up spotlight is on you. Yeah. And, oh, uh, it's changed lives when we do it too, JP. <laughs> it has. <laughs> I don't know who's, but I'm sure it has changed someone's. Um, but one, one of the uh, – this one I thought we'd take a slightly different tack because, well, there was a couple, Donnie, that were in South Korea, and um, let's just say they made a little bit of a mistake. Because often I sort of say, you know what, dickheads are sometimes it's deliberate. You go, you're just a flog. You're born a flog. And then sometimes there's genuine mistakes. And I think this one may fall into the latter. But I'm going to put it out to our listeners to decide because they went to see this, uh, a, a um, to the Lot World More in Seoul, and they had this amazing artist exhibition. And um, they went in there and they saw this amazing painting. And it was like almost the size of the wall in this exhibition. And at the below the painting, it was just like street art. was the um, street noise exhibit, it was called, right? So it was just this sort of big graffiti kind of wall. And down the bottom, it had like some paint cans and tins and everything. It was like replicating street art. So this, this uh, anonymous kind of sort of 20-something couple just thought, went up there and they thought, oh, this is one of those collaboration ones where you just dip your painting and you just oh. also add to the art. Oh, so, oh dear. Yeah. So they... Um, well, they they contributed a few strokes of their own, Donnie. And, uh, well, um, I'm just, if you can watch oh. it, um, you can see the display there. And those beautiful black marks are the ones that yeah. they added. That was a uh, $440,000 painting um, that they just decided that they'd, uh, <laughs> they'd add some extra oomph to it. But, um, so, well, um, JT, this is what Honest I, mistake now, or dickhead, Donnie? What do you think? It's, well, JT, I, I'm going to put it to you. I'm not going to can those people and call the painters or the the graffiti artist, the dickhead. I'm going to call, and I don't know which way you want to go the dickhead here, but I'm going to say the dickhead is the person that left the paint and the brush there <laughs> and said, come and paint on what looks like already a shitload of paint on a wall. So you're going the painter? Yeah, bloody oath I am, because that's just moronic. Like, why would you... You're asking for people to contribute. Was there a big fat sign there that says, hey, please... Don't bloody add to this. The brushes are like, why can't you put some dry paint there so they can? You're a dickhead <laughs> if you put. No, they can get stuff. Were you going to go the people that did the painting? Were you going to call them the dickhead? Well, that's what I was thinking. But Donnie, I love oh, the way no you chance. take a different twist on this. <laughs> way, JT. <laughs> no, those morons at the art exhibition—they need their asses kicked. So. All right, we'll let them oh, off well, then. We'll let them off. Well, um, hang on. So, what's the painting worth? Did it go up or down in value? Well, black, like because black lives matter. Black's in now. <laughs> well, this is true. They are in talks at the moment on whether to restore the piece to its former glory or not, um, but they have decided to not press charges against the couple. <laughs> oh, bloody press charges against the exhibition. <laughs> anyway, well, there you go. That's, yep. um, that's interesting, JT, that you find things that have two ways to look at it. <laughs> mm. You bloody ripper! Now, Donnie, a couple oh. of episodes ago, you reported um, that there was a guy that, um, well, there was a, had a little bit of fallout with his previous employer and they decided that they still owed him a bit of money and they thought, you know what? Oh, yeah. Screw it's you, mate. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of coins and I'm going to put oil and shit all over him and just dump him. Remember that one? And there was a FU note left on top mm. of the JT. He had them all in his wheelbarrow. His wheelbarrow tyre went flat because it was bloody heavy. Yep. So you got an update. What's happened? We have got an update and you'll notice it's in our You Bloody Ripper section. 
That's where I'm going, JT. So something's good's happened if it's mm. in there, not the dickhead of the week. That, that's right. So um, we, we just want to give a shout out to the company called Coinstar. Uh, Coinstar Coinstar. is a company They've got a coin cashing kiosk Basically you go there And put your coins in And it gives you cash So they heard about this story And they thought Poor bugger On the Giddy Up Um, podcast That's right Clearly that's where they heard it And um, so they said You know what Um, They picked up the heap of coins And said Mate here's a thousand bucks In uh, in cash So um, Oh Giddy Up Because that went up in value Because he only had 900 bucks worth (laughs) (laughs) Ching ching And obviously some good advertising For them So that was our very very quick uh, you bloody ripper, which leads us straight well, into our neck because we're flying, Donnie. We, we, we are flying, JT. That's well, what happens when things go on the Giddy Up podcast, mate. Coinstar have just been put up in uh, in spotlight, so good on them. That's exactly right. So um, now I know what you're probably thinking, Donnie. If people want to keep up with the show and yes. want to learn how to subscribe and get their friends on board or watch previous episodes, you're thinking, well, where the hell do they go, Don? Yeah, I, I would. I, what I would be doing, JT, is I'd look. I'd do let my fingers do the walking, and Not I would happy do, you, Jan. Yep, I would do that on the internet on the Google. Ah. I'd look for for a website or something. Yeah, Br- brilliant. I reckon awesome. people should just go to giddyuppodcast.com.au and they'll find <laughs> all our episodes and the whole website. We've been building that website for the last sort of month or so. So if you ever want to Are catch up on there, episodes, JT, all of our episodes, everything is there, sadly. Yes, they're all there, so we even can't hide it from them. Yeah, even the first ones, they're not that great. Uh, but they're there. But, you know. Take them off my website. I think they're costing me gigs. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, but that takes us straight into our new, or not new segment, our next segment. What is it? Geek of the week. Ah, oh, now, Donnie, this is uh, whoops, this is this is going to be impressive. Well, every time you get Geek of the Week up, JT, I know there's a bit of movement. You get very, very excited by this one, and it concerns me because this is the stuff that keeps you up at night. So, Donnie, you've heard, you've heard of you've you heard got? of UFOs before, right? Oh, yeah, the unidentified flying objects. Yep, Yep, that's out. We now have the UAPs. Not another name change. What's going on? The Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. Did I say that right? Phenomena. Is that because... I don't know. They just wanted to to change change the name, but that's not what's important, Donnie. The name is not important. what's important? What is important is in this is genuinely true. I know a lot of people are going, geez, you guys stretch the truth a little bit, but I can look my listeners in the eye and you can hear it in my voice. This is true. The oh, Pentagon, no, no one other than the Pentagon oh, right. yeah, have reliable. confirmed, okay. confirmed that footage released is a UAP. It is unidentified aerial phenomena. They cannot... Understand what it is. There was footage that was released back in 2007 that was leaked, and again in 2017, and they came out last week and have now acknowledged that it is genuine footage that was actually taken by the USA Navy. Right, so... Previously, they've hidden all this shit and said, no, 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 we're all on our own here. There's Mm -hmm. nothing to see. Move along. And now you're telling me they've come out and said, that. Hand on heart, we told a fib, Porky Pie back in uh, 2007, 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, we legit have got shit going on. We don't know what it is. Yeah, correct. Tell me. Correct. And not only wow, that, Donnie, that's I've, big. I've actually got the footage. <laughs> of 
course you've got it. Jay, now, so there is footage gonna... and audio for, for those that are listening on the podcast. There is footage oh, and audio. So I'm going to play the, the first one. says that this video here appearing to show a UFO is in fact real. Well, U.S. Navy pilot uh, recorded the pyramid-shaped object. Now, it's not clear when or where this was shot. But right now, a government task force is gathering photographs and also videos of UFO encounters. Then that group is releasing a comprehensive report for Congress in June. That's right. You heard that. June, there is another report that they're gathering a whole bunch of other sightings. Now, you sort of go, that was a bit grainy. It was a bit hard to see. But there was clearly some sort of metallic triangle kind of shape buzzing through the air. But there was some other footage. Yep. I'm just going to blow this out of the water. Someone had a kite, had some LED lights <laughs> on it. They let it go and, and no one knew what it was. And there it is. No, so, not true. No I, I'm going to show you this other footage. It goes for a minute. This cool. is cool. And the pilot, listen to the audio from the pilots. Okay. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. Like, oh, They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, thank you. Hmm. That's not an LNS though, is it? It's not. That is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's a good thing, thing, it's rotating. Whoa. Let's watch this as it locks on. JT, what about a bit of the old body shit wakes up in the at atmosphere and just drops into ours and then it's just a bit of floating shit hasn't landed? That was tracking horizontally across the sky. Falling shit goes vertically, mate. That was going the other way. Well, he said the wind was big, 120 k or something like that. 120 so. knots going against the wind. Whoa. So... Confirmed, oh, confirmed by the Pentagon, Don. Now, you know I love a conspiracy theory... If anyone's got anything to say on this, say it now, JT. <laughs> um, yeah, please come out and say it. But I'll tell you what, it is interesting, though. We've gone through this COVID, a bizarre thing that's happened globally, and just just seems a bit weird, doesn't it, that they're slowly just starting to leak footage and go, you know what, this footage that was leaked 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, just Ooh. this week they've decided that to confirm that it is actually true, and they're releasing a bigger report in June. This makes you Wait think, a minute. Makes what, you think a little bit. Wait, you lost me. Wait, I love it when you go conspiracy sort of space. So what are you, what are you saying? I just feel like we're getting – I think we're getting butted up a little bit, Donnie. I think there's some big news coming. Oh, they're just dropping the little pills now. To mm -hmm. say, well, just for the record, JT. Oh, now, okay. I know sometimes <laughs> when you do a lot of presenting, you're mm. very, very busy, JT. Mm, and mm. you haven't necessarily been doing a lot of presenting. So have you been staying up all night reading conspiracy theory stuff, <laughs> JT? No, no. But I, um, it is interesting, don't you think? I'd, I'd you know, uh, each their own, of course. But there's a lot of footage out there and, and a lot of it, you know, it's never been declared a fake. And there's plenty that have, for sure. But there's a lot of footage that is out there that no one's ever been able to explain. But it's the first time the Pentagon have actually come out and said, here's, here's Navy recorded footage. 
it is legit. We don't know what the hell that was. It seems a bit bizarre that they've just come out and acknowledged it. Well, I'm not. I'm not sold, JT. I just think it's just buddy another another thing that happened, and no one really gives a shit about it. It'll like it'll blow over. You're saying there's something big to come. I'm saying it's just another quiet news week. So, all right, one of us will be on the money in June. Heard it first here on the Giddy Up podcast. <laughs> We hear a lot first. Aliens are coming. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donny. Um, we'll leave that for others to decide what, whether that what they believe, of course. But um, uh, well, hit us up. Let us know what you think. We know we're getting buddy a lot of theories coming through. People saying they're taking the focus off Trump. Well, Trump has gone now, so maybe. But um, well, actually, JT, is there is there something due to be announced apart from some weird shit in June? Like, is there a big quadrillion dollar budget that's like? You know, is this going to cover? Is it a cover, a smokescreen joke? Oh, it's funny. It's funny you say that, Tony, because I, I don't want to go into the conspiracy theory, but we did just hear from Daniel Andrews today who just gave everyone an did update. We? Yeah, because remember he was going to be did back. We? He was, well, he's well, going to be yeah, back. Hey, 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 JT, you heard it here first. You said he will not be back in the big seat. What is the update? Have you been around to his well, house again? No, but he's just tweeted today. There's a true, is true it? story. Just said my physio is going along well, but it's clear I won't be able to return to work before the state budget in May. The good, the good news is my team of specialists are confident that I will be back in June. So to be fair, he is the first time saying that he will be back in June, but was he going to be back in the time frame? He said, not a hope in hell. And whether he's back in June, still don't reckon he will be. Oh, I reckon he'll be coming back. To, Convenient that he's um, missed the state budget in the Victoria's worst ever budget in history. Yeah, will be declared. that's a bit bizarre, isn't it? Sorry, can't be there. Unfortunately, <laughs> can't make it. I've got a saw back. <laughs> can't make it for that one. It's a shame, isn't it? Um, now, um, Donny, um, every now and then, uh, you know, I, I do like to go on a little bit of a rant and, uh, well, here's this one. Bullshit. JT's Pick of the Week. Oh, now, Donny, I have spoken a lot about the live export of animals and, you know, clearly not a fan. I think it's just bullshit that we yeah. put poor animals through all that torture can, and, oh, my God. Um, so some good news that I wanted to report that um, our mm. friends over the ditch in New Zealand uh, have just announced that they are banning uh, livestock for slaughter. And uh, I think well done to New Zealand. Their quote was, at the heart of our decision is upholding New Zealand's reputation for high standards of animal welfare. We must stay ahead of the curve in a world where animal welfare is under increasing scrutiny. Um, there was a bit of a loophole. They did actually announce it back in 2008, but the loophole allowed them to still export for breeding purposes. And so all the cattle that was uh, being shipped out was in theory, for breeding purposes, even though we know what really was happening. They've closed that loophole now and they've given people the transition of two years for the industry to say you've got two years and it is done. Uh, and that same politician uh, quoted uh, philosopher Immanuel Kant, and I, and I love this, he said, he who is cruel to animals becomes hard also in his dealings with men. We can judge the heart of a man by his treatment of animals. Well, JT, you never seem to fail when you uh, represent, you advocate for animals who cannot speak for themselves and uh, and you do it every every podcast. There's something that you fly the flag about the animals. So, mate, I'm glad this time around you're delivering some good news. Sometimes I know it riles you up and you get pretty angry. Well, Donnie, uh, you're going a little bit premature. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Because... <laughs> 
I want to introduce you to this <laughs> flog, David Littleproud. Because <laughs> oh David, David Littleproud is the flog who is the Federal Agricultural Minister in Australia. And he has come out and said, you know what, the Australian government continues to support live animal exports trade and its contribution to the Australian economy. Mr. Little Proud, you're an absolute flog. Have a look at what your, your friends over the ditch are doing and actually grow some balls and take on the industry. Absolute flog. If you don't like him, tell him what you think. David Little, david.littleproud.mp at aph.gov.au. There we go. Now, JT, can I just ask our listeners and viewers to not mix up the emails? Don't email David with your favourite ice cream. That one comes <laughs> to the Giddy Up podcast. Any abuse goes to him. So, well, there you go. Okay, that's uh, that's one. You know, I've often thought, I wonder whose pockets, who's in whose pocket when it comes mm. to these decisions because there's, you know, there's some some stuff where it's it's uncomfortable to make a tough call sometimes and, uh, and it doesn't seem to always go. And we've seen in the gun lobby in the States, you know, there's just so much. So much power in the lobby. and Well, that's right. They've been reporting it. It's great news for Australia. That's literally how they've been saying it. It is great news for Australia. Well, it's not great news for Australian animals, I can assure you. So uh, hopefully uh, the public momentum will do the same as it's done in New Zealand where they actually listen to their citizens every now and then. So anyway, enough of me because Donnie... Um, what have we got? Well, we've got this uh, little segment that's called... Um, what do we call it again? I think it's... <laughs> Forget. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, JT, it's nice actually to be contributing again to the show. Like you put in so much body effort into this show often. And, uh, and you didn't ask me for much, which was very kind of you, but you did say, mate, find us a hero. So I went to my sources and they had nothing for me. So I went to Google <laughs> and then I found this. I found that there was a, uh, just a wonderful thing. You know, we talk about people just going out of their way to be a decent human. And we often talk about the behavior you walk past as a behavior you accept. Well, how's this? This, uh, this lady walks out of a restaurant one night and there's this fella. He's there, uh, Kenneth Smith. He's, he's in a chair. He's a bit knackered. It's in, they're in Fort Worth uh, at the back steakhouse. Um, and he was hungry and half asleep. And she just literally said, hey, mate, how you going? You all right? And he said, no, actually, um." I'm not okay at this time. And she gave him a hundred buck gift voucher and a card for dinner. And off he goes to dinner. And this is where she really stepped up the power. Yeah, that was cool. Like that in itself is hero worthy, but how's this? He gets in there and he's in the booth, right? And, Mm. uh, and lovely Laura Hodges, who's the managing partner of the restaurant, Mm. um, goes over and has a chat to him. Says, Hey mate, uh, you know, like one thing I don't ever want you to be is hungry. Uh, hungry for food, right? So I'm going to give you my card and ever you need it, just bring it in anytime, ask for me. And oh, then last lovely. month, get this, Laura ended up hiring old mate Smithy, Kenneth yeah. Smith, and he's now cleaning tables at the restaurant. And she thought, well, this is bloody great, but he still needed somewhere to uh, to stay because he was like literally homeless out the back, not doing too well and uh, so she put it out on the uh, on the Fort Worth Foodies Facebook page they rounded up a shitload of cash and they've now paid for six weeks in a nearby extended stay hotel and donated another two and a half grand uh, along with a bike and some clothing and some kitchen items and groceries so JT how bloody good is that like it's easy to 
to do one little thing, but what we don't know is where that one little thing takes us. And now, as it turns out, Smithy's saving up for a uh, for a car and a home, and there he is. And uh, and he's bloody happy as a pig in shit now because he's he's contributing, he's working, and it's it's awesome. And so I just think it's uh, a great little hero of the week. It's got to surely. Well, we don't actually know who the chick was that uh, that gave him the the voucher to start with, but we're going to reach out to uh, and give our praises to Laura Hodges and and the whole Fort Worth community and say bloody good on you as a community you can make a difference and you did that so you're our heroes of the week I reckon we should send them a slab yeah that's bloody awesome they, they, they could definitely do with the Yarra Valley beer company big oh, gut big bloody gut. Some bit of oh yum legendary speaking ones speaking of which we've got Mick Duffy on with his legendary story a little bit Happy. later on and we've got Nant coming oh. up very very soon um, there's no Elgin ones. Uh, but before we get to Nant, um, you, know, you know how I have a bit of a rant? Well, we just, oh God, here we go. Get the finger ready on the mute button and here we go. Donnie's pick of the week. Uh, now, JT, it would have to be a bloody big rock you'd be sleeping under and living under if you didn't know that old mate Prince Philip is no longer with us. He has checked out. Uh, oh, cracking innings. Yeah, it is sad. And like those people who are royalists and people that are uh, bloody right into the monarchy and others yeah. that aren't and, and Republicans sad. and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I must admit, I, uh, I've i sort of always had an interest but never really just sort of, you know, oh, I can't say that I know what they get up to because I really don't give a shit to be honest but i have been intrigued right when you you think did you watch a funeral Donnie? did you watch the funeral what's up did you watch the funeral uh no when was it when, when saturday was night no, saturday, was, night. saturday night yeah. saturday no but <laughs> had a 50th mate oh, and oh. uh i'll tell you what i was uh yeah getting ready for footage oh, no no he died but it's anyway a, yeah. That's the, that's the official over, but that's not how he died, by the way. So, JT, what I, I am interested in in the old monarchs and stuff is mm. the fact that they somehow do or have been born into what most of the population on the planet are trying to do, which is to get filthy rich. I've been <laughs> Like, they're loaded. They're born into millions. And I thought, I wonder what old Prince Philip, what's he leaving behind? Like, he's got to be worth a bit. So I did a bit, a little bit of research. Mm. 30 mil JT. 30 That's big the ones. Prince. So yeah, imagine 30 large. divvying that up. Surely that just goes straight in the Queen's coffers. And she said, oh, I'll hold on to that if you don't mind, Philly. Um, but then I thought, well, wonder what wonder what old mate the Queen's worth. And I must admit, when the Queen comes to town, shit's exciting. So she's got a bit of, like, pulling power. Because I remember being on uh, St Kilda Road one time when the Queen was there. So mm -hmm. uh, I thought, well, do we all just rush to see people that are loaded? But clearly that's not the case. We rush <laughs> no? because, okay. well, not we're hoping they might drop a bit of cash. But have a go, JT. Just have one little tiny stab in the dark mm. at what you think Queen Elizabeth is worth. Queen Round figures. Queen Elizabeth. Net worth? 50. 50 mil? Yeah. What, just 20 mil more than Phil? Well, actually, that's true. She's the queen. All right, 100. 100. I don't know what the word is, but quadruple. 600 mil, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> she's, 
Jeez. Oh, okay. Jeez, loaded. Like, seriously, that's some serious coin. I thought, well, shit, who who else in the family? Like, how do they actually get that? Well, and to, what to, are they paying for? And, Scott and, raises a very good point, Donnie. I mean, they, they get oh, all this money, but they don't have to pay for anything. So what the hell do they even need money for? Correct, because they're reaming people, clearly. You're just flipping <laughs> the ticket of all these little islands around the joint. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so, but they've got, they've got to put on, you know, big gun salutes and shit and they got palaces to keep clean and stuff so anyway mm. i just delved a little bit deeper mm. to find out what the Hang queen's on. for hey what? can you can you just repeat that again sorry i think i missed something <laughs> i didn't delve into the queen i, I did a tiny little bit of research JP, uh, that's what i thought it. you said <laughs> <laughs> hang on yeah tony's done some research <laughs> I, Strange things have happened. I played footy today. Weird shit is happening. Things are unidentified. Bloody hell. Phenomenons, mate. So research, all that sort of stuff. So I found out, I just thought I'll check what uh, what the, the queen, what mm. her, her and Philly, what their four kids are worth. And right. uh, get this, right? Yep. Usually there's in normal families, yep. mum and dad make the cash ching, and ching. you cark it and then you hand it down, right? Yeah, bring it down, yeah. Well, turns nice. out Prince Andrew. Yeah. Prince Andrew's sitting on 45 mil, his net worth, right now. Not even waiting for his little handout from mum and dad. Prince Edward, 45 mil. Prince Philip, well, as we know, he just left 30 behind, so he's gone. Prince William, get your head around this, JT, another 30 mil. Prince Harry, 30 mil. Now, that's been sort of brought into question, and poor old Harry, he's had to take a little... You know, a donation from Netflix and stuff, but and keeps going. JT keeps going. Royal bloody Anne, thirty mil. Hey, JT, look mm. that one down the bottom. Catherine Middleton. Mm. Who's that? Ten mil. Who's she? That's Who's bloody that? Harry's missus. Not oh. Harry. Um, what's no Will? That's Wills. Willie. Oh. Your Willie. That's uh, she's worth ten, ten, ten large. large on her own. Yeah. Didn't need him. But so <laughs> I tell you what. That's uh, if you can get yourself into. Prince or princessness into the royal families, I say do it. But my last question, JT, before I get off this, I'll have a question for you. All that cash, right? We talk mm. about like if our bitcoins go through the roof, we're mm. going to retire and do shit, mm. or we win lotto. Or yeah. These guys have got so much cash, yet mm. they're doing all these appearances and they're working their asses off. Mm. When do they retire and go and live it up like normal humans? What would you do if you had 30 large JT? If? Yeah. Well, when? (laughs) Um, Just 30 or...? Just, just <laughs> pretend you're a prince. Why am I, I know why, it's different because your coins are flying. I've been listening to the money whisperer, mate. If I'm only going to have fifty, <laughs> yes. something's gone wrong. Um, what would I do if I did? If I won thirty mil, or if I had thirty mil, I'd probably keep doing what I'm doing, Donnie. Love what I'm doing. You're shitting me. That's what they probably said as well. Oh, I'll just keep doing all these. Like I don't get it, mate. Oh, me. I'd do the podcast because it's fun. But yeah, careful. seriously, <laughs> no, but seriously, JT, I'm, I'm not setting an alarm for the rest of my life. I'm not. Fair. Like, yeah. shit's changing, mate. Those toys, mate, am I going to get some toys and they're going to go fast? But there's a whole lot of things. And my family, as for them needing to wait for an inheritance, well, if they can find where I move to, JT, <laughs> they can share the cash with me. <laughs> So the moral of the story is 
Marry a royal. Marry a royal. They're oh, loaded. You, you heard it first. <laughs> now, um, Donnie, I'm very much looking forward to this next segment because we're going to be crossing live to Nan, and I have a funny feeling that uh, something's coming back your, your way with interest. <laughs> so uh, uh, let's uh, introduce uh, the wonderful yeah. Nan. Yeah, we're going to dial in. And we've got a delay. There we go. And so we are now going to be crossing live to what could go wrong. Here we go with a live JT, cross. This will be good, JT. Right-o. Right-o. Boom. Charlie, Charlie. There we Nick, go. Come in, please. Here she is. Hey, guys. Hello, Ned. I'm I'm a bit concerned. You should be. I'm a bit concerned wow. that I, I, I gave you the wind-up. I had some good authority, buddy, all this information about people living the dream. And I flicked it through to you. That was my first mistake. And now <laughs> I, I believe you've got a receipt for me. Don, that, that is something I went on a rant for about 20 minutes about. <laughs> I, I could go longer, but, but I went on for about 20 minutes. So, one, you've just proven my point that fitness has nothing to do with health. They're completely different things. I didn't fact check it all because this useless information goes around the internet all the time. But um, if people are just wondering what some of that information was, if you're listening and you missed the podcast, Don had this little uh, meme that was going around. It had things like, oh, well, eat whatever you like because the inventor of the treadmill died at age 54. The world bodybuilding champion died at 41. The KFC inventor died at 94, blah, 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 blah. So pretty much do whatever you like. Nutella died at 88. That's important. So without fact-checking out, I do know that rabbits live 10 to 12 years, not two. Now, um, Maradona gave his body a bit of a hard time, didn't he? So, you think? <laughs> why is he even in the mix? The, the top bodybuilder of the world would have given his body a, a fairly hard time to get to be the top bodybuilder of the world. So, again, fitness and health, completely different things. But what I've seen over the 27 years of being in these industries is that this kind of useless information tends to help people validate their poor choices. So if your health isn't, um, another thing about it was, you know, we don't want to live forever. We want to have fun while we're here. Well, unless you're having complete fun with your health and you're making choices based on what you want to do in life, not because you're lacking energy or you're sore or you can't do this and that because of your health, then I say pull your head out of your bum and stop listening to stupid things on the internet and validating your choices with um, this kind of rubbish that goes around. So, as I said, I could go on a rant about this for a couple of hours, but I won't. Then you do know we're on the internet and we're asking people. I will shoot this down in every way. So, when you see things like this, just scroll by. Just, just keep going. Not our page. She's not referring to our page. <laughs> No, I'm referring to the – thank you for sending it. really lovely. Now, Nan, um, I know one of the things that we have been trying to help our listeners with, uh, and we will be doing a whole bunch of stuff, but, of course, one of them that is on a lot of people's minds is how to lose some weight. And we wanted to – we've already given them some tips previously, and don't look at the scales, et cetera. You can hear that on an earlier Mm -hmm. podcast. But you've got some different tips that you want to leave with people today. Yeah, I think it's really important that we also focus on other lifestyle measures. So sleep is something that's really, really important to weight loss. Lack of sleep, lack of quality sleep 
Now, we know that sleep impacts enormous amounts of functions overnight, um, but it really does impact weight gain, weight loss. So two hormones in particular it impacts, ghrelin and leptin. Now, if you think about it, just a lot of people that I've dealt with over the years think ghrelin gremlins. The more ghrelin we have in our body, um, our body dysregulates overnight. It's like having gremlins in your body the next day that cause you to want to eat more. So lack of sleep and lack of quality sleep is dysregulating your hormones, creating a metabolic grogginess and meaning that you're really going to make some poor choices with what you want to eat the next day because your hormones, um, especially the ghrelin, is actually creating this environment to want you to eat more. So what you should do is make sure you're going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. Now, this is whether you have a late night and you're smashed and you're in bed at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock or not. You get up and go to bed at the same time. Making sure that you've got a really, really dark room, but the morning light can come in. It's really, really important that you've got that morning light to come in to tell your brain it's time to wake up. It's really important we get our sleeping rhythms right. And the other thing is making sure that there are absolutely minimum no devices 30 minutes before bed. Oh, so, the devices at 30 minutes before bed. Don't just check an email quickly. So you have a, you have a time limit, 30 minutes before bed, you go and give your wife some cuddles, give your husband some cuddles, you go and listen to some music, you read a book, you wind down, no devices 30 minutes before bed. Sleep is incredibly important for weight loss. There you go, Donnie. See, here we all thought it was really hard on these strict diets. You've got to do all this stuff. Just get some sleep, Donnie. We just all got to start with getting a good night's sleep. JT, I was panicking, writing down all this information. I've got the gremlins down here. Thank you, Nan. <laughs> I've got that you can go and hug someone's husband or wife before bed if you haven't got one of your own, just, just use a neighbour. Um, I've got... Go and have some special cuddles before bed instead of looking at devices. It's a lot no better for you. devices, right, sorry. Right, okay, and I, one other thing, just a little message out there to anyone who has lost weight, uh, just drop around and see me. I've found a shitload of weights, not mine. I'm happy to give it back. So, thank you, Ned. Always, nearly always good to see you, Ned. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Nan. Thanks, and, if, and if anyone's got any questions that you would want to pose around health and wellness, um, fire them in and we will answer them. We get an honest answer, which is uh, rare in the crap that's out there on the internet. So if you want uh, – yes, Donnie? JT, I just, I just want to clarify. I'm, I'm getting a vibe that there's a few of our listeners have suggested that not all devices – in the bed are bad devices now. So can we just clarify black light or something? Never mind. Yeah, just the phone and tablet devices, that's all. Put them away. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, this is very, very good. Thank you, Nat, for joining us. And, uh, again, if you've got any questions, uh, send them in and we'll tackle them next week. Uh, bye for now. See you, Nat. There we go. So some wonderful health tips. Now, we've also uh, – I just love that we get the experts in to help us on the show, Donnie, because we've also got the uh, the Money Whisperer, and he comes in. He's had some cracking form with some hey, money hey, tips, JT, hasn't he? Yeah. Hey, is Nan gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you tell her about the 
the bloody light coming in and you're above your bed. And when she was talking about that, I thought to myself, oh, shit, JT has had issues with that morning light and he's going to disagree with I didn't say nothing. No, no, but- because this is I listened to to the advice that I received. I'm now, this is a true story, I am now leaving my curtain open a little bit to let the no, morning light after come in. all that. Yep, oh, after all of that saga. <laughs> Uh, I am learning, and uh, it's very Wait, true. You're leaving your so, curtains open. That's just bloody exhibition. Not, <laughs> not fully open. I've got like a screeny <laughs> thing, but uh, no, no. It's um, you know, it, it's it's some of the simple things. It's so true though. The human bodies haven't evolved that much from you know back in our ancestor days, and just have that regular routine when the sun comes up, and in theory when you go to bed. And I don't know about you, but I'm normally going 400 miles an hour all day and night, and uh, you know I don't get a lot of sleep, so my sleeping's been horrible. And um, so part of it for me and I have been stacking on a little bit of weight because I've been training because of the neck injury blah 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 mm. One of the, some of the simpler things is just getting into that routine and just trying to get some better night's sleep because without it it is impossible to lose weight if you're not getting a good night's sleep so it's it's good advice Mate, how fortunate we to have great whisperers we've had the health whisperer and as for that bloody promo picture JT as soon as I saw broccoli up there I was about to throw up I was thinking, <laughs> Jesus we can do better for Nat surely oh, we'll, we'll anyway. have some better pictures next week I promise but um, of course the other whisperer that we have uh, is the health whisper, oh, sorry the, the money whisperer and he's got some oh. great tips because Donnie Crypto's yeah. had a very, very, very big week. And anyone who's been sitting on crypto, well, yesterday they were just strutting around like a little peacock. Today, not so much because it's gone backwards a lot today, but yesterday was a good day. So, um, But if you're wanting to wonder, wondering how the hell do I spend all this money, have I got to worry about tax, here's a, here's a minute or so of the uh, advice from our Money Whisperer. G'day, guys. It's the Money Whisperer here. I've had a few questions during the week about the ramifications of selling your cryptocurrencies at a profit from a capital gains perspective. And yes, unfortunately, capital gains is payable on the profits made on cryptocurrencies, just like a normal asset like stock or property. And given the massive boom we've had the last 12 months, many people are sitting on profits on their cryptocurrency portfolios. But there's a couple of things to consider. Um, you can place your, rather than sell them, you can put your coins into particular exchanges and you can, what they call, stake them in, and you, in effect, earn interest on them. It can be significant interest. So rather than selling them, you can, you can earn interest and then you can consider how you might then spend that interest. And the other thing to consider is that if you use your PayPal account and use cryptocurrency or you get a cryptocurrency credit card and just buy groceries, by holiday, any transactions under ten thousand, um, there's no capital gains um, payable on that. On that, in effect, you're selling the cryptocurrencies to to, to buy, buy that holiday to to, um, to to buy those groceries, etc. Through those cards, but um, they don't take that into account because there, there'd just be too many transactions. So as long as you're spending under ten thousand dollars per transaction, there's no there's no capital gains payable, which is a nice little um, bonus. But obviously discuss with your your accountant to your individual tax situation before proceeding. Cheers. JT, now hasn't that advice just opened our ears? Because seriously, one of us in this show is a gadrillionaire and the other one is aspiring to get there. And uh, I'll tell you what, mate, 
when the other day when things ticked over and the coin balance went through the roof and I, I saw Jaw from Buddy smiling too much and, <laughs> and as for your 30 minutes before bed not looking at devices, throw that out the window, mate. Oh, seriously, it was a big, big day for Crypto World. But then, of course, the, as in all crypto, the volatility is bloody amazing and it, the arse dropped out the very next day. But uh, I'll tell you what, I still got screenshots, so it was pretty exciting to see them. But isn't it a nice – that's how the rich get richer, is the little loopholes like the uh, the Money Whisperer sends us into mm. to say get a crypto credit card and then we're not paying that capital gains. Buddy, genius. Here. Good, genius. Good, good advice. Now, I know everyone is not into crypto, but I, I know I mentioned it a couple of episodes back. It is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get yourself into crypto. And, you know, I've done incredibly well out of it. Donnie's done well out of it. And anyone else that we have referred to so far has done very, very well out of it. So if you want some advice uh, and you want to throw in 50 bucks or whatever it is, just hit us up and we will help you free of charge. No, no, nothing. Uh, we'll just no give commissions you, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a hand to uh, to get you up and running because we would love to share uh, the wealth with everyone. So if you're interested in learning more about crypto, uh, sing out and we'll give you a hand. Um, now, we've got a lot coming up still in the episode. I don't know we've been going about an hour already, but we've got uh, next up, we've got our TikToks. We've got a couple of ripping TikToks to share with you. We've got a good life hack, which just blew my mind that, uh, something if you've ever gone to Woolworths or Coles, this one will blow your mind. Uh, we've got Mick with his legendary story. That's going to be good. I've got a good dad joke, an incredible clip They're that you just – I've got this amazing clip that you have to see to believe. It is honestly one of those things that you hear about, but until you see it, you go, holy crap. And, of course, you always leave everyone with a final fling. So lots coming up. So, but, JT, um, just yes. on that note, if anyone was planning on taking Nance's advice of putting the device down half an hour before bed and you're due to go to bed in the next half an hour – don't start that. Doesn't apply now. Tomorrow. It's exactly no. right. <laughs> it's time for TikTok. Now, of course, uh, if you're not on the uh, t- TikTok um, bandwagon, that's okay. We get it, um, But uh, like Donnie. But uh, that's why we're here, to bring you some good videos. And, and there is great audio normally that comes with them as well because we just want to share some of the funny or in- inspiring or in- interesting things that come out. So... Now, the first one, Donnie, the first video I want to share with you is, you know, when you're out in the ocean, weird things can happen. We've seen some crazy shit going on. Well, I don't know about you, but I love dolphins. Love dolphins. I think they're just incredibly intelligent, smart. Apparently one of the only mammals that have sex for pleasure. Um, Very intelligent. uh, Are humans mammals? Yes. One of the only other ones. There's two, yeah. (laughs) That's all right. Um, So very, very intelligent uh, animals. You can see where this is leading, can't you? There's something that a dolphin does that ain't really intelligent. It's going to be a dolphin orgy or something. What's going on? Now the uh, I, I know you know as as an animal welfare person myself, everyone's probably going, "Oh, geez, I hope the dolphin is okay." I'm pleased to report that uh, Sushi Sushi made a lot of rolls out of that one, and everything. No, no, they did get it back in the uh, the ocean, so it all uh, all worked out okay. Now, speaking of the ocean, Donnie, one of the things I showed this is way back. We showed that ship that was going through those waves that literally oh. split in half. Was Remember that, that big tanker? One? No, the big tanker oh, one. Oh, the, the tanker that one, yeah, just yeah, yep. split in half on a big wave. Scared the living oh. shit out of me. And, uh, well, yep. I, I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm 
wouldn't happen on a cruise ship, surely, because these things are really well built and, you know, what could possibly yeah. go wrong on a... They're built for cruising. Yeah. That's right. I mean, they've got those stabilisers, so even in big waves it keeps the ship nice and steady and stuff. Mm. So, you know, the, stuff like this would just never happen, Don. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, screw that for a joke. <laughs> well, just in case the cruise ship industry isn't being hit hard enough, keep showing that footage, JT. No one will ever cruise again. Uh, no, that's exactly right. Now, Donnie, I know because we're in Australia, we just take everything. You know, everyone's oh, Australia's so scary. All these overseas tourists get really scared. Either the drop bears will get you, or you know, spiders will kill you, snakes will get you, bloody kangaroos attack you. It is just a dangerous place. You take your life in your own hands anytime you go down under. You haven't met my mother-in-law either. Yes, <laughs> you do, JT. What else? Well, what do you, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm okay with most animals. Most animals I'm okay with, but let me just show you something that I think is just not okay, and I'm sure there are plenty of people here who are going to go, this is not cool. I'm sitting back. This is the worst nightmare of anyone living in Australia. Look at that sneaky little bugger. What, what, just to, I sat right back, JT, because when you show me shit that scares me, I get scared. What was it? What was going Was that? Uh, just for those watching, again, it was a huntsman hiding under the door handle of a car. This is the worst. Oh, the dirty, sneaky the There is the There is the car. There's the handle. And oh, oh, now, 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 JT. So anytime you go to open your car door from now on, just remember that clip, all right? Um, oh, yeah. Now, now, now that is why Nance says get off bloody devices <laughs> because JT shows shit like that after nine. <laughs> um, yeah, now that's a reason, uh, as Miranda said, time for a new car if you've got one where oh, you need yeah. to just open that the car doors. It's just, yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> now, um, now that I've scared the shit out of you, though, I do want to try and uh, lighten the mood a little bit with uh, a little clip of a dog, which I kind of thought was kind of cute and kind of funny. Is he eating that spider? Watch his face. <laughs> ah, that's cold. Ah, it's a cute one, isn't it? Cute little doggy. Yeah, so, yeah, um, that's a winner. Yeah, very so there you go. So that was those, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, listening, JT. The dog was smiling and then pulling a, uh, a normal face. He was just yeah. Got a, it's exactly right. People riding into us saying you can't say look at that. So that's very true. So if you've got uh, any great TikToks, hit me up, uh, send them in, and we will give them a run on next week's episode, which leads us straight into this amazing life hack. Now, Donnie, the whole idea of life hacks is sometimes you just see some footage and you go, you've got to be shitting me. Well, most days on the Giddy Up podcast, there's a bit of that. <laughs> so, yeah. but JT, you said there's a um, Woolies or something. There'd be no. That's right. That's right. You know, you know when you go to Woolies, and you've got a couple of options. You either uh-huh. you either bring your own bags with you, you grab, oh, yeah. or you grab a little basket, plastic basket, and yeah. or you grab a trolley. And there's normally two trolleys. They've got the sort of the half height trolley, yeah, and then the full, the full, yeah, and then the full trolley, right? And the Elgin family trolley, yeah. <laughs> well, you know those half trolleys? You know when you go yeah. to the, the self-service checkout, Donnie? Yeah, because yep. they've all got them now. You have to go and check it out yourself. Right. I just want to show some footage here, and we'll, we'll explain it for the people that are listening. Um, and you just got to go, you've 
you want to be shitting me because I, I did not know this. I don't know if anyone else knew this, but I, I can assure you I had absolutely no idea. Here we go. Show me the life hack that you randomly saw one day that is now an unconscious standard practice in your life. Now, for those who are oh, watching, yeah. those half trolleys just slide are designed to slide right next to those self-service checkouts. So you just slide it up, take your stuff out, put it in your own bag, off you go. Had no idea. Right. Well, that's a that is a bloody good one, JT. I, I thought you were going to somehow make. I feel like you're not really thinking. No, I thought. No, I we were just going to walk on out with that trolley full of food, JT. I didn't know where you were going with that. That's pretty simple, but but that's the point of a life hack, isn't it? Something simple that can make our life easier. Well, so, that was that was the whole idea. I thought, yeah. What about the big fat ones? They don't fit. No. Okay. Right. Don't try that with the fat ones. No. You're good charged with damage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't do that. Now, um, our next segment uh, is when we normally cross to Mick Live. We pre-recorded this one because he's got some other oh, commitments oh, tonight. I'll tell you his other commitments, JT. Mm. Mick is having a triple header birthday party. Little Tom, massive. Mal and Mick. Massive show. Mate, they'll be ODing on hundreds and thousands and bloody all sorts. of. It'll be big. So, uh, unfortunately, Mick couldn't make it. But we did get him to send in something first. We did get him to send in this. Now, uh, heads up, it does go for uh, about five minutes. Uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty cool story, though, so it's worth the wait. And uh, following that, to wrap up the show, we've got our very good dad joke. I'm building it up as a good dad joke. And we've got our media watch, which is, again, just this amazing clip that you've got to see. And the final fling, Donnie, I'm looking forward to seeing what you're going to leave our listeners with on tonight's show. So something up as we speak. <laughs> I love that preparation. It's awesome. Uh, so without uh, without further ado, as soon as I can uh, find it, uh, where is he? Here we go. One of them. Is, where we got Mick. Here we go. Mick is all over it. Oh, we, JT, Donnie. Hope you're both going well, boys. Sorry I can't be there with you live in the studio tonight. Um, but all is going well in the land of Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer. Uh, we've had a busy week this week. We've been uh, bottling up and packaging up our our stout, our Big Cat Elusive Stout. Um, it's a beer you can enjoy the stout as the weather starts to turn a, a little bit cooler in the days and nights. So right on cue, we are fully stocked with uh, with cases of our um, our Big Cat Elusive Stout. So I think what we need to do, boys, is the the next um, for the next episode for the competition and the prize we give away, we'll need to be a case of our chocolatey coffee uh, flavored um, fresh stout that we've um, we've just brewed up. So stay tuned for that one. Um, but the reason I'm on tonight is to award the winner of the prize that we had from the previous episode. Now, this um, this was giving away a case of our legendary lager for the viewer or the listener that could send in uh, a legendary family story. Now, um, a lot of families have got some some, some legendary stories. I've um, I've actually I had a I had a lot of fun reading through the stories that were uh, sent through. So thanks everyone that um, that sent us in a story. I had to make a bit of a captain's call though. I'm, I've I apologise, Donnie, but I've um, I've made the call to put a line through anyone with the surname Algan that sent in a story. Um, <laughs> <They're cool. laughs> there were some beauties that were sent in. Uh, but um, look, I, I reckon we could actually do a, a separate episode on uh, on the Algans and some of these stories. But for the purposes of tonight, uh, I've put a line through uh, through anyone with the surname Algan. But um, let's definitely keep those ones on file for a future episode. I've um, I've got them tucked away. <laughs> so uh, the winner um, now the the winner of the prize is 
um, Michael Howe. Now, Michael Howe sent us in um, a legendary family story. And, and what I like about this one, boys, is that it's a, it's a family story that dates back 95 years. Um, so it goes over four generations. And, uh, and as Michael... Um, Michael mentioned when he uh, when he sent it through, it's um it's it's definitely got a lot of good mileage uh, throughout the generations as well telling this story. Um, and uh, it's about his mother Jean. So Jean grew up in in Ascot Vale. So this is ninety five years ago in Ascot Vale. Looked a little bit different to to what it did today with um yeah a lot of a lot of paddocks and a and a lot more uh, less built up than than what it is today. Um and. Jean uh, had had older brothers, and she was only seven at the time of this story. And um, she really wanted a pony, um, and she'd written a letter to Santa, and she was she was convinced and keen that she was going to be getting a pony for Christmas. Um, but the family were uh, a bit strapped for cash, and um, it uh, yeah, it, it simply wasn't going to happen that Jean was going to be able to unfortunately get a pony that Christmas. Um, so the, the the brothers came up with um, with a plan, and. Uh, on Christmas Eve, um, they'd uh, they went into the backyard and um, and put some hay. They got some some horse manure um, and uh, and a piece of rope, which they tied to the the back gate and and left the back gate open. And uh, yeah, you can imagine. Then Jean came out on on Christmas morning, running into the backyard, waiting to see her uh, her new pony that she'd got for Christmas, only to find. Uh, some hay, um, some horse manure, and uh, and the back gate wide open. And uh, as as Michael tells me, the the brothers ran out and they're like, "Oh no, Jean, your your pony must have escaped overnight after Santa left it here." And they they're running up and down the street, and of course they never they never found the pony. Uh, and as as Michael mentioned, this this story went on for a while, and I, I don't think uh, Jean was told until she was about thirty years old with this uh, with this story. But um, I liked it. It was a good uh, good classic family story there, and it's uh, it certainly got a got a bit of mileage um, over the generations as well. And we're telling you today. So um, yeah, beauty. Congratulations, Michael. You are the winner of a case of legendary. Uh, lager, the Big Cat Legendary Lager. So that's coming your way. Um, maybe we should actually, maybe we should send you through uh, a case just with with empty bottles in it and say that um, <laughs> say that Donny got to it before uh, before it could head your way. But um, either way, a a case. I'm not saying whether it be full or not is coming your way, Michael. Um, so congratulations, mate, and thank you to everyone that um, that sent in their stories. Uh, they they were great, um, and uh, look forward to uh, the next prize for for next week's episode, where we're going to be giving away a case of our our freshly brewed elusive stout. So um, that's it from me. I'll uh, I'll send it back to you, boys. Cheers. Oh, mate, how good is that? Legendary lager, and I tell you what, the stout, JT, chocolatey, coffee, it just oh. Flavours sound pretty good. Buddy, Jesus, coming into winter, it's perfect, mate. Well, aren't timing. we fortunate to have the uh, Mick and the Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company on board, along with our mates from Tradey.com as our sponsors? Please Absolutely. Share. So, of course, if you want to uh, check out the online store for the Yarra Valley Big Cat Beer Company, just go to yvbcbc.com and check out their website. Now, Donnie, it is time for, well, okay, I'm going to build it up. I've got a couple of jokes and one's, one I'm doing and then I've got a bit of support for the other one. Oh, bring it. 
Dad Joke of the Week. Ah, oh, now, Donnie, yeah, we love a bit of a laugh here on the Giddy Up podcast. So I've got to, um, but you know, it is the International Comedy Festival that's on at the moment. It's funny. Yep, yes. went and saw a very good friend, Tom Seagott, uh, on the weekend, or last week, I should say. A fantastic show. He's uh, all sold out. So uh, we're hoping to get Tom on the uh, Giddy Up podcast uh, soon. So that will be a laugh, no doubt. Um, and how's that looking, JT? Is, uh, in our chances of becoming millionaires with Bitcoin are good. How's mm-hmm. the chance of getting Tom on the show? Very good. Whoa! Very, very, very good. Um, But of course, every now and then you just see a bit of comedy that just floats around on YouTube, or you see it on, um, uh, you know, on TikTok, etc. And sometimes you go, "Oh, that was actually pretty funny." And it's just good to give a shout out to um, (laughs) forty-five. And it's good to give a shout out when you see some good comedians. So uh, if you like this guy, his name is Stephen Cookson, and uh, I thought this was quite funny. I lost my job as a zookeeper. I didn't really think was fair. There were signs everywhere saying, do not feed the animals. (laughs) So I didn't. I just love how the way comedians just observe things that you see all the time. They just yeah. manage to turn it into something funny. So now every time I see that sign, I'm just going to think of that and laugh. So, uh, yeah, good job, Stephen. Um, so check him out. Uh, he's around on YouTube. Uh, now, Donnie, uh, my joke. Well, jeez, oh, oh, okay. Um, warning. Waited all night for this, JT. What do you got? The children, if you are listening, oh. continue to listen. It's all good. Uh. <laughs> it is racist, though. <laughs> <laughs> Head, Listening kiddies, there's not enough of that shit going on. <laughs> heads up. Okay, so an Englishman, a German and a Frenchman are all in Saudi Arabia, Donnie, and they're sharing a smuggled crate of booze when, uh-oh, all of a sudden the Saudi police rush in and arrest them. Caught red-handed. Now, the mere possession of alcohol is a severe offence in Saudi Arabia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm. and for the terrible crime of actually being caught consuming the booze, they are all sentenced to death. Very severe. That's harsh. Yeah, I know. Very severe. However, good news, Donnie. After months and months and months with the help of some very, very, very good lawyers, they were able to successfully appeal their sentences down to life imprisonment. Hmm. Still pretty shit, but hey, better than dying, I guess. Um, But by a stroke of luck, it was a Saudi national holiday the the day their trial finished. And the extremely benevolent sheikh decided that they could be released after receiving just 20 lashes each of the whip. Pretty nice, I thought. So as they were preparing for their punishment, the sheikh announced, he said, it's my first wife's birthday today. He probably has many wives. He's a sheikh, many wives. And she's asked me to allow each of you one wish before your whipping. Oh. So the German was first in line and he thought for a while and he said, well, please tie a pillow to my back. Pretty smart. So this was done. They tied the pillow to his back, but uh, it only lasted 10 lashes before the whip went through. So when the punishment was done, the German had to be carried away, bleeding and crying with pain from the the, the 10 whiplashes it got through. 
Now, the Frenchman, he was up next, Donnie, and after watching the German in horror, he just said smugly, he goes, well, hello, please uh, fix, um, like the accent, uh, please fix uh, two pillows to my back. Two pillows to my back, very smart, you see, because they're there. But, Donnie, even two pillows could only take 15 lashes before the whip went through, and again... Yeah, the Frenchman was soon led away, whimpering loudly as they do, you know, sooking away. Now, the Englishman, he was up next. Now, before he could say anything, the sheik turned to him and he said, he goes, look, you you are from the most beautiful part of the world. Your culture is one of the finest in the world. For this, you may have two wishes. So the Englishman responded, he said, well, thank you, your most royal... And merciful, merciful highness, in recognition of your in recognition of your kindness, my first wish is that you give me not twenty, but a hundred lashes. Jesus, I know, right? So the sheik just looks at him a bit weird, and he said, "Wow." Said, so "Not only are you an honourable, handsome, and powerful man, but you are also very brave." So if a hundred lashes is what you desire, then so be it. And your second wish, though, what is it? The sheik asked. And the Englishman just looked at him, smiled and said, tie the Frenchman to my back. Very good, Jay, too. Yeah. Mm, Lovely. Right. Uh, yep. we pass. Okay, fantastic. Um, now, I mentioned on our next segment, which is, of course, is Media Watch. We are going to show you an incredible yes. clip. It is it's just an incredible clip that you have to see to believe. Oh, yeah, it's when we bring you the best clips from all around the world on our Media Watch segment. And, well, this one, I've been talking it up. Now, Donnie, it is something that happens in nature all the time, but it's something that's very rarely ever caught on film. Now, there is no audio. This was picked up by security cameras. Um, So there is no audio, but it is just incredible footage. Now, what it is, um, and I'll have to explain it for the people that are listening on this podcast, it was posted by the US National Weather Service, and it basically shows a lightning strike, like a lightning bolt, bang, (laughs) uh, that actually hits a tree. And you've got to see this footage to see what it actually does to the tree. Tipping the tree. So that's a a still shot. Oh, dear, JT. And here's some footage of it. You can see the lightning bolt just hit the tree and it literally goes straight through the tree and disintegrates the tree literally before your eyes. It is incredible. Wow, that is bloody impressive, Jay. If you're not the tree, it's impressive. If you're that tree, you're going to be that. That's oh, a you're big, rude. big tree and boom, gone. Wow, shit. Lucky you weren't hiding under that one, JT, trying to get out of the Oh, well, they say never to hide under a tree in a storm, and now you see why, right? Just yeah, show that to well, the kids at school and they'll get the message. <laughs> if they don't, <laughs> just buddy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is like when I see that. You, honestly, JT, I see that, and part of me sort of shits myself because I was um, in a big storm and lightning hit a building I was holding on to, and so when I see what it did to that 
that tree, I just think to myself, wow, how lucky was I all those years ago that I'm not a dead man. So, mate, impressive. Good find, JT. Was with... that in Australia? Where was that, do you say? No, it was in the US. It was over US, in, the, in the US, yeah. But um, incredible footage. Now, the other thing I wanted to do, because this is a, a bit weird, but, you know, um, it is called Media Watch, and uh, I just – think sometimes you know you get perceptions of people that you see on television and you sort of go oh yeah he's a bit of a prick or geez he's a bitch or whatever it might be and you form those opinions but really and sometimes we we get um fed footage and, and it sort of builds that perception and the oh, yeah. the person i want to talk about in this very briefly sure. before you give us your final fling donny is is gordon ramsay oh gordon Yes. Now, he's known for uh, not taking a backward step in uh, telling uh, people what he thinks. Uh, yes, right, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of Rips swearing in. going on. He's had the uh, – I've been watching recent episodes. Well, they're actually delayed. You know, when he goes in the restaurants and the restaurants are stuffed and he goes in and fixes them all up and you know, all that sort of stuff. But uh, I stumbled across this clip and I just thought it just showed the other side of Gordon Ramsay. And it was something I wanted to share with our viewers. So you've got three more years left at college, right? About four. Okay, hear me out. Okay, I want you to keep in touch with me. Okay, I'm gonna give you my email address because okay. I want to finance those next four years in college personally and help you. Okay, do it for you and keep that dream alive one day of owning your bakery. And then when your bakery's open, all I want back is a loaf of bread. Okay, well done. Good job. Thank you so much. Well done. Yeah, bloody good's that. Bloody awesome. And he didn't swear once or anything, JT. <laughs> it's exactly right. So um, I get there the go. feeling he'll drop a few f bombs if he doesn't get that loaf of bread, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he will come through and deliver. So uh, anyway, Donnie, the people are good. The good people have been waiting. Thank you for listening so much. Uh, all all through this episode, we, as per usual, always enjoy bringing it to you. Remember to please share everything out with all your friends in terms of what we do uh, on the show. Because quite frankly, no one bloody listens to it, and we want more listeners. So uh, <laughs> get out there. <laughs> Tell everyone. That's we've got slabs, we've got deodorant, we've got the lot made trading vouchers. We'll bribe you. Don't forget your favourite ice cream is JT. Uh, exactly in. right. Make sure you get that in and you're going to the draw to win a $100 voucher for for, uh, for Tradie.com on next Tradie. week's Tradie. show. Now, Donnie, it is wonderful time for the uh, final fling. Uh, JT, it's been a massive show, so it's going to be short and sweet, and it is simple, this one. It is take time to know yourself. Know thyself, said Aristotle. When you know who you are, you can be wise about your goals, your dreams, your standards, your convictions. Knowing who you are allows you to live your life with purpose and meaning. Believe in yourself. The way you see yourself is the way you treat yourself. The way you treat yourself is what becomes of you. So my advice is to take that advice. Take some time to know who you are, what makes you tick, what you like and don't like, and just live by by who you really are. Makes life a whole lot easier. You don't have to pretend. And then when you're clear about what your purpose is, you're going to love life. I guarantee it. JT, I'm going to finish with one quote. Uh Uh-oh. And it's a question. Okay. You don't have to answer it but I want you to think about it. I love it. It's attitudes are contagious. Is yours worth catching? 
It's a very good quote to leave people with, Donnie. Um, as per usual, just get people's minds going right at the end. I love it, setting them up for a good week ahead. So, uh, again, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Giddy Up podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We look forward to seeing you live uh, on a podcast or on YouTube next week. Where the dick goes. <laughs> Giddy Up.